Good morning, good evening, wherever you are across the world and the universe. Welcome to my Quantum Living Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything at the intersection of science and spirituality. I'm your host, Anna Anderson, quantum coach, Reiki master, and Theta meditation teacher. Above all, an inquisitive soul. Since my early childhood, I've been on a quest to find out how life really works. And the best clue I've got so far is the sacred alchemy of physics and metaphysics, science and spirituality, mind, body and spirit, which together reveal the truths we all want to know. Who am I? Why am I here? What life is all about? How can I live my life to realize my highest potential with fulfillment, prosperity and joy? How can I manifest what I want? I'd love to share with you on this podcast what I have learned over the years and bring you inspiring conversations with my guests who will share their expertise as well. Welcome to the brand new, exciting season four of Quantum Living. Okay, let's begin. Hello and welcome back to Quantum Living. I rarely plan ahead my solo episodes as I usually get inspiration out of the blue. Often in the last moment about an idea or topic I feel prompted to talk about. It was no different with this episode and while the title may seem unusual, I can assure you that there is a lot of important and hopefully interesting <laughs> information behind it. The sixth sense of quantum living. Let's unpack it. Many of you would be familiar with my work, but of course not everyone. So let's recap what is quantum living. When I realized through my research and practice that these two dimensions of our life, physical and spiritual, are fully integrated in our being and are equally important, I coined the term quantum living to reflect that and adopted it in my teachings as the key strategy which draws on the key principles of quantum physics and esoteric and spiritual knowledge. Essentially, quantum living is about understanding and embracing the fact that everything is energy, including our thoughts and emotions, and we constantly send this energy out into the quantum field where it attracts or repels people and situations in our life. And so that this knowledge teaches us to live consciously rather than on automatic, driven by our unconscious programs and habits, and to consciously live by these principles in our day-to-day -day practical living. So what does it mean? It means to be able to observe yourself and become aware of the source of your decisions and choices. It also means to be tuned into the energy of other people, have empathy and compassion, and understand that every person has their own reality, which they create through their emotional and experiential filters. There are few key principles drawn from both science and spirituality, which are the basis of quantum living. Again, for many of you, this will be a recap. Everything is energy, 
including thoughts and emotions. All energy carries information. We are all connected at the energy level. Our environment is the extension and reflection of our mind. What we focus on expands, as that's where our energy flows. We constantly create our reality, consciously and unconsciously, with the energy we project, with our thoughts, emotions, intentions, beliefs, attitudes and action. What we imagine comes into existence as a potential in the quantum field. I could say that quantum living is about being aware of and present in both the physical reality and the spiritual dimension at the same time. Now, that's a skill, you say. <laughs> yes, but it's easy to learn. To live a quantum living means to be tuned into the energy around us, to perceive it and understand it beyond our five physical senses. It means to activate and use our sixth sense. So let's talk about it. We all have psychic abilities. That's our sixth sense, which is non-local. We know how we receive vision and sound, smell and taste and touch, but how do we receive the insight and knowing from the quantum field directly? Now, we can also receive psychic information in a way that mimics our physical senses, which in this case they are called clairs. The difference is that this information doesn't come to us through our physical senses. It comes from within. All we need to do is to learn how to develop it and learn how to use our sixth sense. For a detailed discussion and explanation of the psychic phenomena and psychic clairs, I'd like to refer you to my earlier podcast in Season 3, Altered States of Consciousness, with Mela Borowski, Part 1 and Part 2. It's a fantastic interview, full of fun too, so if you haven't listened to it already, you will enjoy it. Accessing information through the sixth sense effectively means tuning into the right information at the right frequency in the quantum field. We all know this example. Your phone rings and you know who is calling. But think about this one. Say your friend Jenny, who lives in another city, is about to give birth any day now. One evening you are cooking dinner and suddenly you stop chopping your veggies as you get a strong sense that Jenny has just given birth. You look at the clock, it's 6.52 p.m. When you open your computer the next morning, there is an email from Jenny's husband proudly announcing the arrival of their healthy baby boy at 6.52 p.m. last night. How did you know? You are tuned energetically to your friend's energy, to her frequency, and so when there was a dramatic shift in it, such as bringing a new baby and new soul into this world through her, you received this message through the quantum field. Most likely, the message was not verbal, 
but a wave of emotion, such as a great joy and relief we all feel when a baby is born. Okay, so now let's take it one step further and talk about the energy fields we are getting our sixth sense information from our biofield and the quantum field, which together are the bioenergy. What is bioenergy? It is the life force, the energy of the quantum field that carries information and is conscious. Your personal bioenergy is your own biofield. It has its own frequency signature, which can and does change. Your bioenergy is different to mine and different to all bioenergy out there of the sea, a tree, a bird, or the planet. We experience energy in five main categories. And please note, this is not the comprehensive model, but a rough breakdown for our purpose here. So these broad categories are physical matter, sound, light and other forms on the electromagnetic spectrum, such as radiation, thought and emotion, and consciousness. So how do we process this bioenergy? We don't create it, we receive it, manipulate it, change its frequency, and use it, and finally send it out. We have a permanent container of our bioenergy we call the aura, it is a field of energy that creates and sustains our physical body and our emotional states. We receive it at the moment of conception. It is a spark of the spirit, our soul that gives life to the physical body being created in the womb, and we release it at the time of our death, when it separates from the body and moves on to the other side, the next plane of existence leaving the body shell behind. We come here as pure energy, and we live as pure energy, pure consciousness. Our personal energy field constantly exchanges energy, hence information, with the quantum field receiving and sending. And because the aura creates our body and our emotional states, we need to pay attention to the bioenergy we receive as it is directly affecting us at many levels. This includes other people's thoughts, emotions and words received directly or via the media, TV and the internet. Energy we receive via our five senses, colors, images, sound, smell, taste and touch. Psychic energy such as precognition, visions, intuition, spirit presence. Food and all substances we put into our bodies and the environment, which includes both the natural sources in our ecosystem and the man-made devices such as high-voltage towers, smart meters and mobile phones. It is important to understand the difference between bioenergy and the physical energy created in our body cells through complex chemical reactions from the food you eat, the air you breathe, and your exposure to the sun, which, amongst other things, creates vitamin D in the body. Your bioenergy or biofield is the quantum energy of your soul. The energy created in your body cells is the physical energy. They are linked, yet are not necessarily aligned. One can be high, the other one can be low, 
and vice versa. They also have different frequency values. For example, a highly spiritual person with a high-frequency biofield signature can be unwell and tired when their cellular energy production is insufficient or corrupt by illness, and so their physical energy is low. Conversely, a negative and hurtful person with low frequency of their biofield signature can feel physically well and have lots of physical energy to use. A special example and exception here is food, which gives us both types of energy. Physical energy, once processed by the body machine, and bioenergy, as soon as it comes in contact with our personal energy field. We can tell intuitively that live foods, such as fresh fruit and vegetables, have a much higher frequency on the bioenergy spectrum as they contain the life force than the dead foods, which is all processed food from which the life force is long gone. In ancient times, when people were hunter-gatherers, there was no refrigeration, of course, and even before they found a way to preserve the meat with smoke and via other methods, they ate the animals killed for food as soon as they could, usually on the same day, when there was still some life force in the meat. Today, when you buy meat from your local butcher, it is well and truly dead, not just physically, but also energetically. What you put into your body, live food or dead, it's up to you. Here is yet another great way to be in tune with your energy, and that is to be aware of the various dimensions of your age. Yes, (laughs) did you know that we have more than just one age? Actually, we have six. And so in reality, your age is not a single number. First, we have the chronological age, which starts on the day we are born which is widely accepted as our official age. Next, we have the existential age, which tells you how long you have existed in this physical incarnation. In some cultures, the person's age starts from the moment of conception, and so in this case, you would need to add 40 weeks, which is 10 months, unless you were born prematurely, to your date of birth. Now, that's almost a year. So it is significant. To me, this makes perfect sense because we are alive in utero. And I think the only reason why the system is not widely accepted is because we can't identify with 100% accuracy the date of the conception. Then we have the biological age. And oh, this age can differ dramatically from our chronological age in either direction. We can be biologically much older or much younger. And there are clinics, in fact, I believe there is one in the UK at least, that can test your biological age through a series of lab and physical tests. I remember watching a documentary about it where some people in their 40s had a biological age of 70. Wow, (laughs) that's a great wake-up call. 
So essentially, that's about your health. The good news is that this difference can be reversed and be even pushed in the other direction over a period of several weeks with the appropriate diet and lifestyle changes. We also have the personal age, which is how old we feel. This is not about how we behave, which is yet another type of age, but the inner sense of where we are at on our life's timeline and the strongest connection we feel with a particular age group. Then, of course, we have the emotional age, which is often referred to as emotional maturity. There are young people who are emotionally mature for their age, and then there are fully grown adults who emotionally behave like sulking little children or rebellious teenagers. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) The emotional age is quite complex to study, but broadly speaking, it is linked to our psychological makeup of self-empowerment versus victimhood. An interesting aspect of it is that many people are not aware of their emotional age and will often discover it through a feedback they receive from other people. Finally, we have the soul age. You may have heard of or even referred to someone as being an old soul, a mature soul or a young soul. We intuitively detect this by sensing the person's depth of wisdom well above their experience acquired in this lifetime. Often we can just look into the person's eyes and we can see the depth of their innate wisdom, which in the case of an old soul is an abyss with no end, and you can sense the ageless and bottomless knowing behind them. What is beautiful is that the soul wisdom can be seen in the eyes regardless of the person's age or the level of their acquired knowledge and experience. For example, it is increasingly common to see an old soul in the eyes of a three-year-old child, the depth of which is breathtaking. And you can tell that they know the answer to every question you might ask them unconsciously at this stage. It is so true that the eyes are the window to our soul. We can obtain information about our soul age from our higher self in meditation, by accessing our Akashic records, and through various shamanic and other esoteric practices. The first three types of our age, chronological, existential, biological, personal, and emotional, are linked to your body, and even when slightly different, they will be within the span of, say, 100 years or so. Your soul age, on the other hand, is linked to your spiritual journey as a soul through all incarnations, and it cannot be counted on the human time frame, such as trillion trillion years, for example, and it is usually expressed broadly in levels we can relate to as a new or baby soul, a young soul, mature, and finally an old soul. Now I'd like to share with you a simple activity 
which with frequent practice will increase your sensitivity to the different types of energy. I have been teaching it to my clients for many years with great success. You can do it anytime and anywhere in a quiet environment where you can safely close your eyes and be uninterrupted for a few moments, for about five minutes or so. So stand up or be sitting if you prefer. Close your eyes and relax. Breathe normally and follow your breath through the center of your chest, in and out, for a few moments. Now shift your awareness to your entire body and sense it. You can scan it if you like with your inner mind or simply tune into it. Sense its energy. How does it feel? Is it dense or fluid? Hot or cold? Does it vibrate? Does it flow? Has whirlpools or is it still? Now move your awareness outside your body to the energy field which envelops it like a cocoon expanding from three to six feet away from your body in all directions and tune into it. Notice the difference as you cross the physical boundary. Sense it. How does it feel? Is it more or less dense or fluid? More or less hot or cold? Does it vibrate? Does it flow? Has whirlpools? Or is it still? Does it have a color or many colors? And now move your awareness beyond your aura into the quantum field and notice the difference as you cross the boundary again. Focus on the same questions. How does this energy feel? Is it more or less dense or fluid? More or less cold or hot? Does it vibrate? Does it flow? Has whirlpools or is it still? Does it have a color or many colors? Now bring your awareness back into your body, this time to your solar plexus above your navel. Take a deep breath in and open your eyes. This is a lovely segue to my next episode with Eileen McCusick on sound healing through biofield tuning, where we talk about the bioenergy from the quantum perspective. It's a super one, so stay tuned. That's all for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you really loved it, Please post a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to encourage others to listen to it. For the show notes and other podcast info, please go to my website at quantumliving.com.au forward slash podcast. 
And if you'd like to dive deeper into quantum living and explore how you could work with me, please contact me and I'd be delighted to help and support you on your quantum journey. I am your host, Anna Anderson. I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Quantum Living. Until then, keep your vibrations high and be well. Be well.